right, welcome back to the big program. Thursdays is the double header at 8 o'clock. We welcome in our Thursday co-host, Ladislav Schmid. Just before we get to Mark Spector out in Vancouver, Laddie, just your thoughts in general of the game last night. Ooh, tough <laughs> one. Um, you know, everything uh, kind of went well for Vancouver and what could go bad for Edmonton yeah. Oilers went bad. You know, I'm sure they won that one back, but I am a firm believer that season starts after Christmas. And it's, <laughs> I, I, and also I believe it's better to lose by few goals than losing like two one three two and at the end of the game like, like the I, Montreal I, game those guys were that, hurt that, that yeah. hurts okay. that that hurts you're up by two goals and then they come back and they win mm-hmm. in the shootout yeah I mean it is what it is I wouldn't make a big deal I I, I think the boys gotta have a little talk and they gonna regroup yeah. and be better. All right, uh, so uh, let's head out to the West Coast. On the mark, powered by Booster Juice. Visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy as we welcome in Mark Spector. Spector, just in the commercial break, uh, Laddie Laddie said his line was, oh boy, Spector's going to have a heyday with this. Sorry, I just need to get, uh, must oh, not have spec we're just, connected in we'll get, properly here. We'll get spec on in one or two minutes here. So, um, I don't know, Laddie, like, I mean, everyone overreacts. You see it, right? Yeah. But. It's, it's a game number one. Yeah. You know, I was getting texts from my buddies in Calgary. They were, <laughs> my, my buddy JP is like, what happened to Oilers? Yeah. Let's talk in at the end of the regular season where Flames are going to be and where Oilers are going to be. And but. you, I mean, now you got the the second game against Vancouver on Saturday. Uh, does it matter who you play? Because a couple, like Darnell Nurse said last night, I don't think it care. We care who we play. We just want to play right away. Yes. How, how do you feel there? Yeah. Yeah. Like probably the best thing would be play today tonight. Uh, tonight, but it it is it is what it is. I I if they want to win the Stanley Cup, they shouldn't care mm-hmm. who is on the other side. They should focus firmly on themselves. And I'm sure they're now they're experienced team they have some superstars they know what they want to do they're gonna have probably a little talk Mm -hmm. they're gonna say it's unacceptable and they're gonna regroup and bounce back so it's kind of funny uh you say they'd like to play tonight you know what they got to do tonight they're here in the mall doing the autograph signing (laughs) but like i said it's it's game number one i i think i think i think fans they probably didn't like the the outcome Mm -hmm. of yesterday's game but they're also forgiving and yeah. and yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't make a big deal out of it. For sure. Lots of texts coming in. We'll get to them in a second. One eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. As we now welcome in uh Mark Spector on the mark, powered by Booster Juice uh, Spec. So just uh before we kinda came on, Laddie Laddie kinda gives me a little smile and says, Oh boy, Spec's gonna have a heyday with this, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, laddie. When you played, this was a regular occurrence. <laughs> True that. True that. Not because of you, but because the teams weren't that good. Yeah, you saved that. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. It is what it is. Like, what, what are your thoughts on the game yesterday? Uh, you know, I, I mean, you know, disappointed in the effort. It, I mean, I, I I can't believe how guys who have been. They started these captain skates on September 5th. They've been working this new defensive system for a month. They had training camp, you know, lots of practices. They had eight preseason games, and they played last night like a bunch of guys that just shook hands in the parking lot and met each other an hour before the game started. Like, you know, I it's 
I'm not overly disturbed. There's a much better team than that. I'm not yeah. saying that this is who they are by any means. But who saw this coming? I mean, I didn't see a performance. I, they could have lost. Sometimes you lose. Opening nights are crazy. Whatever. But getting absolutely smoked right out of the barn from minute one to minute 60, mm-hmm. I never saw that coming, boys. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, 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 thought, I thought the effort wasn't there. Uh, really soft in the, in, uh, in the D zone for my taste. We were a lot of standing around. Kevin called it the campfire defense. Yeah, campfire, uh, that's my line. I've used it for years, Speck. A lot, lot, lot of, like, you know, they, they had, like, some good screens, but there was no box house. There was no – they they didn't really make it tough for them. Um, but like you said, it, I don't think this this one game defines the team. You know, there is way more in that team, and I, I'm sure – I'm sure they're going to bounce back. They're going to mm-hmm. talk about it in the locker room. They're going to say all the right stuff. You know, this is unacceptable. We are much better. And I, I think they're going to, you know, they're going to be on a mission on, on Saturday. Hey, Speck, when you looked at the whole picture, it was maybe one of the more concerning things is, you know, even when they when it was 4-1, they had a little bit of life there. Then Bouchard took the penalty, and it's 5-1. But it's 5-1 after 40, but there was nothing in the third. What about that aspect for you? Well, nothing but frustration, you know, like nothing but McDavid and Dreisaitl putting sticks on players and going to the box. You know, like I I respect, I heard, I was standing there when Connor McDavid, he was asked if he was, what he thought about the Canucks putting out their best power play, Mm -hmm. the top power play unit in a 6-1 game. And he didn't like it. And no hockey player does. Like he doesn't stand alone on that front. But I'll tell you what, it's McDavid taking the cross-checking penalty. It's Dreisaitl taking the wicked slash, about his third one of the of the season already, including preseason. Uh, I'm here to tell you, if, if the star players are wielding their sticks like that, and I'm coaching the other team, I'm putting my first unit out too. So, I had no problem with it. I, I mean, the Oilers have been, they've done it lots of times over the years here with this number I, one power play unit. Yeah, they do. So, uh, you know what? Sure. I guess I'd ask you, yeah, they didn't, it just wasn't there. It was the softest defensive effort Mm. I've seen a team play in years. I mean, it was, you know, every guy who has a bad trait displayed it in that game. You know, Bouchard, how good Bouchard can be. Mm. But when he's bad, he can be the softest defenseman you've ever seen walk the earth. And that's what he was last night. I mean, he was so soft. Nurse was in the wrong place by three feet all night long. Um, you know, Kulak, I mean, the very first goal, Kulak's got to stop that puck from hopping under his stick and getting to Garland for a, an easy tap in. And what, he ab- doesn't. what about that sauce, though? Yeah. <laughs> what about Great it? Great sauce. Great sauce. But, but, but like, I, I agree, Kulak there. He, but even if he would just stay in the lane of Garland yeah. you know and wouldn't let him or tie he, up his stick or something something yeah. just like step into his like so into his driving puck, lane you, get, you know if you're not going to get the puck you got to get the man yeah exactly and you Take know he, he could have done it by the blue line just step yeah. into the lane he would go, have to go around it and nothing would have happened but I, I kind of felt bad for Campbell and they let him out to dry mm-hmm. yeah. and you know like I, I think he was looking forward to his you know start and and then this happens. And, like, I don't really blame him for any of the goals, really. You know, it's like we said, that the defense really wasn't there. Nobody really helped him. And, you know, it's just unfortunate. 
Kevin Carius, Ladislav Schmid, Mark Spector with you uh, this morning on Sports 1440. Uh, Speck, you kind of alluded to a few things last night, and then I'll let Laddie pony off it after. Uh, if you want to call it a new defensive system, to me, I don't care if you want to play, if you want to call it zone, man-to-man, whatever you want to call it. If you're not putting forth the hard work to make the plays in your defensive zone, it doesn't matter. Did you kind of Have you got the feeling that there's something going on here with a total change of this zone from man-to-man, Speck? Well, I saw only on a, I saw on a couple of occasions where guys weren't in the right place. There was I think it was a second goal. Besser, Nurse, you know, Nurse retreated to the front of the net, which is what the defensemen are supposed to do in this new system. Uh, they're not supposed to chase a guy out to the blue line like they used to do in man-on-man coverage. He went to the front of the net like he was supposed to, but then Besser is walking in from the top circles. And and there's a huge gap between Besser and Nurse, and Besser ends up scoring a goal that uses Nurse as a screen. So that was one example of a play where Nurse probably will see that coming next time. Mm-hmm. But as Starnell said after the game, he says, hey, we're smart. Like, we're not idiots in here. We've been working on this defensive system for a month. We should be better at it than this. So I'm not... You know, I'm going to say to you, yeah, they're working in a new system. But if the question is, is that an excuse for how poorly they played in their own zone? The answer is absolutely not a chance. That is an excuse for how poorly they played in Lattie, their own zone. Well, if, if you well, if if you look at that play before the second goal, I think Nurse was going. The, I think he was going back, and Bouchard had a chance to make a D to D pass. He decided to go strong side. He got checked, stripped of the puck, and they made that pass. And Nurse, like you said, instead of extending towards Besser, he was kind of late there. He extended too late. Mm-hmm. Besser, great shot. Great like shot. Two, two touch. Yep. Use him as a screen. But I think it starts with a kind of unnecessary turnover. Mm-hmm. Then everybody is in the wrong position. But back, back to the new defensive system, <clears throat> like you can throw any system out there if there is no effort. There's no system, right? Like, it's 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 as simple as as, as that, and I'm sure the boy, boys will figure out. Like, like I agree with Nurse. Like, they're in the NHL for a reason. They're smart guys. They will figure out. You know, like with technology these days, they're gonna watch tons of videos. You know, and mm-hmm. yeah, I I have I have no worries. And they're still missing Eggholm. Yeah, you know that's a yeah. huge piece on the defense. And you know when he comes back, it's it's gonna again. I think it's gonna. Give some guys a little breather, calmness, and they'll be just fine. Hey, Speck, what did you make of Fogel, McLeod, and Holloway uh, before he got injured last night? I like that line. I, I like that line. I think that's a that's a hard-charging, fast-skating, big line. They get on the forecheck, they'll bang you. Uh, they'll figure out how to score a few goals this year. I, I've got all day for that line. I thought they were, for mo- the most part last night, they brought energy to the table, right? They... You know, the difference for me, guys, is the top two lines, they basically need to produce offense to bring energy. That's what they do. If Conor McDavid's got the puck on that not scoring, it's not bringing you energy. But that third line, they can, they can give energy to the game without scoring goals, and that's what they do. I'll, I got all day for that line. I think it's going to be a good one. Laddie, when they come out and, okay, so Ekholm's not going, we know that, and then you go 11-6. How much did that have on a bearing of, you know, what your combinations are going to be and things like that? Any difference going into the game? I don't. Not really. I, yeah. No, I I don't really think so. Uh, once in a while, it might throw it off, bit, but I, I don't think it really matters. Like again, it goes back to the effort. Yeah, you can have eleven six, whatever you will, you know, whatever line combinations. If there's no effort, 
we're going to see the same outcome next game. Uh, but I don't expect that. So, Speck, what kind of a response do you expect to see on Saturday night? Well, let's start with today. They cancel practice today, and they will have, uh, I'm sure, meetings, and they'll probably be looking at film. Uh, so they probably decided they've been on the ice enough here. You know, maybe maybe what we've been talking about, guys, is a little bit here we saw last night. This team met on September 5th and started captain skates. Uh, they've been going almost every day since. So mm-hmm. they did they look tired last night? They certainly look mentally tired. So the coach gave them the day off today. Uh, they'll practice tomorrow, and you will. You know, I'm I'm never going to tell you they'll win for sure. Yeah. I don't make predictions like that, but I'll tell you what I will predict is they'll play harder. They'll be harder on the puck. There won't be a lot of standing around, and uh, the best players, like particularly 97, uh, I think you'll see him take the, his game to a, a level or two up for tomorrow or for Saturday night. The Vancouver Canucks, there's a train coming down the tracks at them. I'm not saying they can't win the game, because they can, but they're going to have to play a lot even better to beat the Oilers team they'll get Saturday. Um, we had some comments from our uh, texters, and they're still coming in. Uh, send us them um, off at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty about how the Canucks played like the identity of their coach in Rick Tockett. Do you see that kind of coming along here, Spec? And then, Laddie, you can pony off that. Yeah, they... Uh... I mean, I don't know what to. I'm not. They played like you know. Does does Brock Besser play like Rick Tockett? He's never going to play no. like Rick Tockett. So no, I'm not going to go there. I mean, Rick Tockett. Rick Tockett is he'd score two on you and punch your lights out for the hat trick. You know, the Canucks aren't that team. So no, I think that's a bit of a reach. Okay, yeah. but I'm going on the sense where he can relate to Brock Besser. He scored tons of goals. He can relate. To uh, Dakota uh, Smith, sorry, uh, Dakota Joshua, he can relate to those guys because he's played every role. No, okay, sure. You know what? I think Rick Tockett's a pretty good coach, and and he certainly got the most out of his team. You know, this is a Canucks team that gets the Oilers twice, and the game in Saturday is the start of a five-game, very difficult five-game road trip. They're looking at their first Mm -hmm. six games and thinking, we could be buried after six. That was the talk in the press box last night before the game. Well, Tockett got his team to play their very best game in the very first mm-hmm. game, and he's got them going on the right foot. So take your hat off to that coach. He's doing a hell of a job through one game anyhow. Yeah, I wouldn't make a big deal out of this, guys. Like yeah. they, they play well. You know, the hype was there. It's opening night. You know, they were ready. You know, the presentation of the jersey, all that stuff, you know, got them going. Yeah, they, they have a you know they have a hell of a coaching staff when you look at when you look at the Vancouver as Gonchar, Foot, you know Tuckett, I mean, yeah. But again, just, I, it's one game here. Let's it's, yeah, exactly. It's a one game. They play well. I'll give them credit. But you know the season there's 81 more games. So oh, hey, Spec, we'll see you back when you get into town, big guy. Take it easy out there. All right, sounds good, boys. Okay, bud, okay. thanks. That's uh, Mark Specter on the mark, energized by Booster Juice. Get the boost you need. At Booster Juice, when we come back, it's Karius Schmied with Frank Saravalli, who's got a big night ahead of him as well. He's going to the Phillies game. Is he? Yes, he is. Uh, we'll hook up with Big Frank when we come back on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back uh, to the big program. That song means we're heading to Philly. We think that's where uh, Frank Saravalli is, our headliner 
of the day brought to you by Mr. Rooter at Mr. Rooter. They only employ the finest organic grain-fed free-range plumbers. For all your plumbing needs, go to mrrooter.ca. Uh, morning, Frank. Are you going to the game tonight still? I am going to the oh, game tonight. Wow. What did you think last night? I, I know you, I, I saw that little post you put out uh, when uh, Bryce Harper gave the, the stare from hell. They poked the bear. I mean, look, one of the greatest hitters of his generation. I think openly mocking him in your clubhouse was probably a pretty bad idea. <laughs> you I'd <know>, say. <laughs> we, got, we got Laddie Schmid here too again on Thursdays, hey, Frank. Frank. So um, did you have a chance? Uh, what, what, did, what was your night like last night uh, as far as watching hockey and things like that? Yeah, so I uh, my day started yesterday at 5 a.m. in Pittsburgh. Uh, drove back to Philly. I was at the Connor Bedard debut, and so yeah. it was a grind. I kind of turned uh, I turned the Oilers game off after the second period. I said, uh, I think I've seen enough here. Uh, I think probably most fans in Edmonton feeling the same today. But, um, geez. That's that's one way to open a season. <laughs> yeah, it is one way. Uh, Frank Zaravelli, Ladislav Schmid with us in Sports 1440. Uh, were you at all, like, I mean, uh, the thing that we've kind of been talking about is the, the effort. And, and in Jay Woodcroft, I always say coaches have to be careful. They don't want to say that word effort. They say we lost battles. Um, mm-hmm. did, could, I couldn't believe that they lost so many battles. The effort wasn't there, uh, things like that. Just your, your thoughts just uh, with a broad brush on, on what happened last night. Yeah, I would say more than the effort. The thing that really stood out to me was how confused, lost, and really there seemed to be a lack of communication with the Oilers players, you know, even from Jump Street, the first few shifts of the game. It was almost like they weren't ready to play. I don't know why that would be. I don't know why, you know, maybe it's Vancouver just being more jacked up, home building, home opener. I've talked all preseason mm-hmm. about how much the Canucks have to prove getting off to a good start, that they can do it for the first time really kind of in 10 years. Um, maybe it just meant that much more to Vancouver. That's kind of what it felt like from here, and maybe that helps explain why some of the battles were lost as well. For sure. Uh, Frank Saravelli is with us. Uh, Kevin Curious, Ladislav Schmid on Sports uh, 1440. Uh, we've done a lot of Oilers here for about an hour and a half, Frank. I want to get your thoughts on uh, Connor Bedard, the game uh, number one that you saw in Pittsburgh. And then last night he scores his first uh, NHL goal. What's the uh, Bedard train like uh, being uh, uh, hitching a ride with that out east for sure? Yeah, all, all aboard for sure. Uh, just the excitement that he's pumped into the Chicago Blackhawks is a real thing to see the buzz in Pittsburgh. Uh, it was a Stanley cup final like hmm. media throng that was there. Um, it was incredible to see the eyeballs. It was the most watched game ever on cable in the U S for a regular season game um, outside of a winter classic, which is kind of crazy. So fans were intrigued and he didn't disappoint and certainly hasn't disappointed. I, Uh, I predicted my projection before the season started. It was really on the high side, 102 points. Well, he's got two and two games to start. That's a pretty good way to do it. But it's more than that. It's the control that he has, the confidence that he has. I I spent a bit of time with Taylor Hall after the game, Mm -hmm. and he was saying, we were stretching on a foam roller about 20 minutes before going out for warm-ups, hadn't gotten dressed yet. And Taylor goes, I'm nervous. He goes, I feel like I'm unprepared. I had my first kid two days ago. It's my first game as a Blackhawk. And he goes, I'm stretching with Connor Bedard, and you'd have no idea that he's about to play his first NHL game. No nerves whatsoever. So um, 
kind of speaks to a guy that seems to be pretty prepared to play at this level. That's a, that's a cool story. On the subject to Taylor Hall, did you see that hit last night? I kind of thought it was pretty cheap. Any chance to legal look at that on Taylor Hall? Uh, I actually did not okay, see yeah, it. Have a look at it, Frank, when you get a second. Um, I, I thought it was, and he's going to be out. Taylor Hall's going to be out for several weeks now. Uh, I think it looked like a shoulder injury, just kind of checking things out this morning. But uh, I'll get Laddie to have a look at that as well. Uh, what else did you get a takeaway from the Bedard mania in the sense that the whole the whole league is watching? As you said, a lot of eyeballs on this guy. Uh, I did get a second to view that hit quickly. Okay. Um, first glance, first glimpse, I would say yeah. nothing stands out to me. I mean, timing-wise... Uh, it's kind of right on the button, and two, um, he it's shoulder first. There's really no, I don't think the head is the primary point of contact. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I just I thought it was a little bit late. I thought, um, and the puck really is a little bit off from where Taylor Hall is. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's close. It's yeah. it's close, but it, I think it's one of those ones that probably isn't going to see much scrutiny. Uh, just my thought. Um, mm-hmm. But in regards to the you know, Bedard mania. Um, that was another thing I was talking to Taylor Hall about actually after the game, just saying kind of re- like fl- almost flippantly, yeah. how good is this guy? And he said, I don't want to make any headlines for you. I don't want to turn this into something bigger than it is. And he said, I'm almost afraid to say it too loud, but <laughs> this kid's the real deal. Wow. That's the quote. He's the real deal. And he's spent more time with more, number one overall picks than anyone on planet Earth. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Kevin Carius, uh, Frank Saravalli, Laddie Schmid. Uh, Laddie, you had a kind of chance to look at Bedard and the feel and everything like that. Uh, does that compare anything that when you played uh, as far as a player coming in? Man, I, it's, it's tough to compare. He's yeah. like game number two, but that's hype. I, you know, when Sidney Crosby is mm-hmm. coming into the league and this 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 kid is a real deal. Like I saw him, you know, we, we played him last year with the Oil Kings. And I know that's just the junior level, but yeah. that kid didn't belong in that league. He was already, I'd say, borderline NHL last year and this year. I, I am not surprised he wasn't even nervous before. Or I'm sure he had some kind of nerves, but if you're that prepared, you know, he was mm-hmm. kind of, you know, preparing last couple of years to be in the NHL. He knew the expectation, you know, all that stuff. So I'm not even, you know, I'm not surprised he, yeah. he, he had no nerves. He, he just came ready, ready to perform, probably excited. And so far he delivered, you know, the first game, everybody's all, you know, didn't, didn't score a goal, but he, he had five shots. He had mm-hmm. like, I think like 10 or 11 shot attempts and he was creating. And it's like his shot, it's it's crazy, man. It's <laughs> it's so dangerous. He's gonna score a lot of goals. It's out of nowhere, just wires it, uh dangerous, uses demon as a screen. Um now this kid is uh full package, you know. Just Chicago is not as deep of a team. You know, they, they might struggle at times being in their in their own zone, so he's gonna have to, in my opinion, create a lot on a power play, which mm-hmm. is okay. That's where his most of his points are gonna come from, I think. But yeah, he's uh, it. I'm excited for game yeah. of hockey for a player like that. For sure. You know, not just well, for Chicago. Go ahead, Maddie, Frank. I was gonna ask you, how do 
Are you surprised at all to see teams already keying in on a guy that's only played two games? Like, watch the Penguins on their penalty kill. I know. I saw that. They were cutting down his time and space like a team would Ovechkin already. Like, yeah, I saw that. I was like... And I was looking for a number. I was like, oh, Bedard. Oh, makes sense. Well, they probably watched some tape on in junior. <laughs> that kid can really make it happen. But you know? When's the last time, though, you'd see an NHL team game plan around an 18-year-old? Never. Yeah. I Well, may, maybe Crosby, but that's a while ago. But it's 2005. Yeah, yeah or, or, or McDavid. You, but like that, this was, this was like Pittsburgh was playing him like Ovechkin was there. Mm-hmm. They were really like. Sending the guy wide. The guy you're talking about is on that PK, Frank, too, is Noel Achari for the most part. He was the guy on that on that weak side yeah. or, or strong side, whatever you want to call it. So I, I don't I I don't blame them because mm-hmm. he's got an elite shot. And even if he doesn't shoot it, he's got a playmaking ability too mm-hmm. to find guys, you know, to suck people in and then make a play. So yeah, a smart move by Pittsburgh. Hey Frank, so what I, I had a scout just sorry, to, go, to go wrap ahead. up the yeah. Bedard combo. I had a scout at the first intermission in Pittsburgh. I said, "What'd you think?" He goes, "Well, three <laughs> shots on net in the first period. Like, keep doing that every period, you'll be fine." Mm-hmm. And I said, "No, seriously though, what do you like? What do you think?" And he goes. Reminds me of Brett Hall, but can actually skate. Hmm. Well, well, that's he's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's. <laughs> he I don't worry. I, I feel like, I feel like Bedard looks. Well, I saw him last year, but he looks like stronger and quicker too. I thought quicker, quicker, I quicker. Say, I thought quicker. Uh, he, he, I think he's pretty, he's pretty sturdy, but like he looks quicker. Like I, I, I think he put a lot of work in the summer. Mm-hmm. It's a great, and that's that's another thing. Like he, he's already elite skill level. And he puts this this much work. I I love it. I, I think he's going to be great. Yeah, I just think the technique of how he releases the puck with his right hand higher than most is just uh, unreal to watch. Yeah, yeah. So Frank, when you look at, I mean, we're, we're two days in. We've been saying, can we get the season on? Uh, how would you kind of assess the first two days of, of the of the season as a whole? I mean, that first day with those three really good games. Last night, really, the only dud was the Oilers game. But as a whole, for the NHL package to try to, you know, grow the league and things like that, uh, how would you give this as a rating? Uh, Probably pretty high. I mean, Austin Matthews, hat trick in Toronto. uh, I I flipped away from that game when it was 5-3, also thinking (laughs) that that was over. They win in the shootout. Um, Thought it was a really strong showing from Montreal as well. Mm -hmm. I. I've been saying it all summer. No one's really believed me. I don't think they're going to be a playoff team, but I think the Montreal Canadiens are a lot closer than you might imagine. And I think their forward group is actually on the higher end of the NHL spectrum. Mm-hmm. I think they need some help on defense, and yeah. that's only going to it's going to take time. But that forward group is is as good as some playoff teams, no doubt. So uh, I think they're going to be pretty decent. And um, yeah, I mean just. The rest of it, there, you know, I, I love this week and next week because it's overreaction season. <laughs> it's always mm-hmm. come up with your your best overreaction for the first couple weeks of the year. But what's really funny about the NHL is that for the first two or three weeks, you can kind of take it and throw it out the window. But once you get to week four, the first month of the season in the books, the funny thing about it is you can pretty much take it and set it in stone. You know almost exactly who everyone is and what they are by that point is probably all they're going to be that season. Well, the Oilers want to throw last night out the window. We all know that. Um, 
How much, Frank, because of the time zone, do you get a chance to watch the... I mean, you said you watched two periods of the order game. Uh, do yeah, 5-1, I was like, all right, uh, up at 5, I'm out. <laughs> everyone yeah. was, and everyone was in the same boat here. What about the other games? Like, how, how does that work for your schedule? Do you have to kind of look at them maybe in the morning on a highlight pack, or how does that work for you? No, I'm usually up pretty late. I see a lot. Uh, I've... I, I, as much as I want to be a morning person for my whole career, I've basically been a night owl mm-hmm. um, by by habit. Uh, to to catch the end of a ten thirty Eastern game, like you're you're up at one. So yeah. um, that's kind of been my life for the last fifteen years. So tonight you head to this is your second Phillies game, correct? In the correct. Playoffs? Yep. Uh, what do they got? Ranger Suarez going. Yeah, it's a bullpen game, which kind of makes me a little nervous, but. They got Spencer Strider Spencer has Strider. made it known that he does not like a lot of noise when he pitches, and I feel like that's going to be pretty problematic like, for the Braves. We, I'm, a, I'm hopping on the Phillies train. Like oh. I, I read a bunch of articles about uh, Bryce Harper. Took you Har- long enough. <laughs> Bryce Harper, honestly, that guy, he is a stud in like, his determination. Uh, and the, the, the game, too, how he got out, like it was a great game. Yeah. But you can tell he was just pissed off and it's like, <laughs> no way. And just, and great players, they rise, right, for the next game. And he just, oh my God, I, yeah. I'm i just excited for you guys. And I'm on a Phillies train. I, I, I want that guy to win win, win the title. And, and so, Laddie, uh, you, were, you were a pro athlete. Uh, Bryce Harper was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16. 16. I, I read that. I didn't know about that. I, I, so to to be uh, to get that much attention, that yeah. much hype, and then actually come through in your career and deliver, there's kind of few guys that have yeah. to live up. Connor McDavid is in that same yeah. category mm-hmm. in terms of people that mm-hmm. have done it and lived up to it, but it's a pretty small group. A lot of other people have been counted out. At Michael Jordan was didn't make his, no. his high school basketball team. Like not everyone is a phenom. At, yeah. a, at a young age and then deliver. Hey, Frank, just one, uh, just sticking with Harper, like there was a, when, after he signed the big contract with the Phillies, he had a bit of a, just a rough patch for maybe a half season. I'm just kind of looking back at it. Um, and he was under the gun that, you know, the, the Philadelphia fans were on him. Like, was that just a case? Like he just, again, being in the limelight for half of his life, I think, I think you saw the same post, Jeff Passan of Major League Baseball said the same thing, been in the limelight for half his life. So, some guys can't get through, and Trey Turner's another example this year. Philadelphia so both fans of were those all guys over. signed for three hundred million mm-hmm. plus, three hundred and thirty million for Bryce Harper. I think it was three three hundred on the nose. Yeah, yeah, for Turner. Yeah. It that's a lot to to live up to. Mm-hmm. Like this is a working class city where we put our hard hats on and and go to work. Um, there's it's it's not fancy. And to endear yourself to the fan base, you have to work. If you mm-hmm. don't work, that's the first thing they're going to do is is boot you right out of town. And those guys do it. And I also love this year. We, we get this reputation in Philly of being a tough sports town because it, you know, this, this can be a hard place to play. They can be ruthless. And I think the big thing is, Everyone appreciates you if you work hard, and people could see that even through a tough start for Turner this year, that all he wanted to do was succeed and was probably actually mm-hmm. getting in his own way. Yeah. And those like standing ovations that he got in the middle of the worst season of his career, 
it he came out and thanked the radio producer i mean no pressure no pressure brandon uh <laughs> to come out and and say you changed my season he might have changed his career in philly and now all of a sudden since then has been back on track and has gotten it together i think uh, i'm biased a, a like people need to change the narrative about mm-hmm. the city but hopefully watching the fan reaction and i get texts from people all across canada yeah. uh during games like oh what a lame atmosphere or whatever like they're all making fun because they all know that it's it's an amazing place to play mm. so you you took your son to the eagles game you took your wife to the first mm. phillies game who are you going with to tonight all four of us are going ah. tonight. Oh. Nice. so there's been a message sent uh <laughs> i said to my like they have a little like ballpark there you can play wiffle ball they have like some carnival mm. rides outside i said guys the game starts at eight tonight we're getting there at 5.30, and you're going to do all the like little weird stuff that you want to do first, and then we are not leaving our seats except when I need a beer. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you know, I, Frank, we're so jealous of the games oh. that you've been getting to go to in Philly. It's just crazy. Uh, just a great time to be a Philly sportsman. Oh, oh man, yeah. for sure. Uh, thanks for this. We'll uh, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Have a good one. Yeah. All right, that's uh, Frank Saravalli, our headliner of the day, brought to you by Mr. Rooter. Uh, there's a reason they call him Mr. For all your plumbing needs, you can go to mrrooter.ca. Keep in mind, laddie, you got to get those outdoor faucets and hoses disconnected. Did you? <laughs> they are disconnected. They are? Yeah. Good for you. It's that time <laughs> of the year, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll have some open time with laddie at the top of the hour. Sead Youssef from The Athletic. Covering the Dallas Stars. Maybe he's got a, a story for about Alishemsky to talk about. Who uh, knows? Maybe. You never know. It would be a nice treat. Yeah. Kerry and Schmid on Sports 1440. Stay with us. Uh, more to come in all your texts. Uh, we'll get to them. one 401 We got a ton to get through. Stay with us. We're uh, right back after the break. All right, welcome back to the big program. Uh, text line is jammed. one 401 I haven't really, because uh, Ladislav Schmid and I were talking about, and we talked about this off the top of the show, Laddie. Uh, the, I said that the second goal was a microcosm of the game yeah. yesterday. And so we kind of talked about it, and then we looked at it. So we'll kind of discuss it. So Bouchard has the chance to clear the puck quickly. Yeah, he can go. He can go uh, D to D. Well, D to the forward because Kane was going on the other side for a split. On the other side and of the net. And that's yeah. just the easy way because the the pressure is all coming from one side with two players, you know. And so easy way out. Yeah. Nurses reading it. He can be the support for Kane. They can go the other way. It doesn't happen. Right. Then and that was a good forecheck by Di Giuseppe. Yeah, right? Di Giuseppe, he stayed on the puck, right? Yeah. Like, Bouchard kind of shook him off initially, but yeah. nice, good second effort, stick on stick, gets the puck, and then Bouchard's got no no, no close support. Right. Because everybody was just gliding back. And so, I hate to yeah, criticize so, McDavid or... JT Miller comes <laughs> back because he's supporting, he's got the good support for G- Di Giuseppe. Yeah. So he's got the good support there, but now Connor McDavid is kind of going, he's in, no, he's in no man's land. Yeah. He is gliding. If he comes back, as I said, that that was when we talked about it off the hop at seven, and then you had another yeah. chance to look at it. If yeah, if he comes hard back, probably doesn't happen. Then Miller was, Miller Nurse, doesn't have that, that, that yeah. extra extra split second to have a look at. Yeah. Hey, there's Brock Besser right in that in that little hole, right in yeah, that little yeah, hole. Yeah, yeah. So I I I told you, I don't <laughs> like two defensemen in the corner. Yeah, right. I don't, but. If 
McDavid was that late. He could have just hold the area where Besser was, and then maybe Nurse could extend to the corner and help him out. But it's not ideal. I don't like it. Yeah. The, the right thing to do if there is a turnover, second quick for support. Like you want to have always close support for offense and defense. So, but that requires you have to move your feet and get there in the battle. Then Nurse his reaction needs to be much quicker to Besser, right? So recognition. Recognition, awareness, How? And, and talk, right? That, I, I don't think there was much talk. But again, I have to go back, and mm-hmm. I don't like to criticize players too much, but it starts because everybody's reading, everybody's on the same page. Kane does the right thing as a, as a winger because mm-hmm. Nurse is kind of light. So as a winger, he does the split. So for Bouchard, it's a first Quick. touch behind the net and you're out the other way. Nurse can join Kane and it's... It, uh, it's probably out. an easy breakout. Easy breakout. Then McDavid can cut the route, support through the middle. But it doesn't happen and everybody is out of position. If one guy decides to do something else mm-hmm. that's not on the on the menu, yeah. then kind of your whole system kind of breaks down. Yeah, but is it, so in this system, we're talking about a new system being implemented. Yeah. Do you sometimes overthink it? Probably. Uh, on that and, play, and, maybe? And, and initially, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, because you're like, oh, I have to do this new system and it's too much in your head. But like, again, go going back to nurses' comments, they're smart guys, mm-hmm. you know, over time is gonna come natural and you just gonna do it without thinking. There's obviously a reason why they're switching it because they think they're gonna be more successful with that. And I believe they're NHL players, they're top of the top in the world. So I'm, I'm sure they're gonna get it done. Uh, we'll get to some text here again. It's As you can imagine, it's not exactly um, Pleasantville on the text line, uh, laddie. Um, uh. Um, sorry, we took a while to get to, through uh, Spec and then through Frank. But uh, so from Scott, I was happy to see Soupy play well in the preseason. But how can you start him after not playing him the two opportunities in the playoffs? Should have been Skinner's game, but absolutely not the goalie's fault last night. No. The soft uh, game entitled uh, soft entitled game has to go away. Go Oilers! So a positive from Scott at the end. Yeah. Um, horrible effort, top to bottom, no pushback whatsoever. Uh, games like that, at least a guy like Costin makes it difficult. We had Helene St. James from the Detroit Free Press on, where Clem Costin's going. What did you think? Of, again, it's so it's 5-1. We talked about this off the top with Spec at 8 o'clock with you. There wasn't a lot, like, you know, we didn't see anything from Evander Kane, didn't see anything from Darnell Nurse. No scrums going to the net. I think either, I, or, either or. Just one of those nights? One of those nights. I, again, one game, I think the effort and... You know the, I, I think it's gonna be totally different game on Saturday. The guys, the guys, again, yeah. don't want to predict it's gonna be a win or not. It's gonna be much harder for Vancouver Canucks to come up with a win. I yeah, think yeah. there's gonna be a well, you're gonna be really bigger, upset. bigger, or or I, yeah, me too. I would I be mean, very upset because oh. I know the boys in the locker room. They for sure know yeah. that this is not acceptable. For sure, and again, and it's a one off. You know, I, one- I I get the fans are pissed off. I you know. That's I my don't first blame line them. I wrote this morning, a one-off. Yeah, um, one-off. Yeah. Uh, the Schmieder is absolutely correct. Uh, we need Ekholm and defense will filter down. Bouchard needs him yeah. as well. Um, we talked about this in the break and we kind of mm. both agree that sometimes maybe it seems like that it's been uh, Bouchard and, and Darnell Nurse force-fed as a partnership. Yeah. But last year, 
Bouchard, when, you know, Matthias Ekholm came in, big difference. Sometimes it just clicks, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, I, I think Bouchard clicked with uh, Duncan Keith too, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, and even more so with Ekholm. Like, he is just very calming presence. He does a lot of, you know, the dirty work, uh, you know, uh, he shuts people down. He uh, kills plays right away, you know, and it makes it easier on Bouchard and he doesn't have to spend that much time in in, in his own zone and he can focus on what, what he's primarily there for. And that's offense. Um, yeah. For for me, and again, I don't want to put too much pressure on Eichel coming yeah. back and like saving the day. Again, one one game, but it's gonna make life easier for Bouchard. It's yeah, they they click, they play well, they communicate well. I I think you know Bouchard respects Eggholm very well, and you know I I can't believe how underrated Eggholm is. Like yeah. the NHL. I always I always love love the guy, even when I play against him when he played on Nashville. I always you, thought he was awesome. You know the thing with with Matthias Eggholm too is. He's a lot better offensively than people give him credit That's, for. I was that was my ne- next <laughs> sentence. Yeah. Like they don't give him credit. Like yeah. he can produce 30 40 points. Yeah. Oh, he, for sure. Easily. Um, easily. But I'm, but everybody's like we use, we use him as this big yeah. sturdy defenseman hard to play against. He's smart, yeah. But he's smart. He can make a first play with the puck. You know, he doesn't overhandle the puck. He make he puts uh, mm-hmm. f- uh forwards in a good good spots and then he can support. You know, and think about, there's two games, I think, uh, I got to think now, last year, I think it was against, one against San Jose, he had the puck and he's coming in and he picks top corner with a slap shot. Oh yeah, I saw yeah. that. Yeah, and he he had one of those earlier in the year. So, I mean, he has the ability to, Definitely. you know, and I, I'll be honest, if if you needed him to run a power play too at the top, he's could, smart you, enough. You could you could throw him out there, yeah. definitely. That's an option, but yeah. You know, you don't have that need with Bouchard, but for a second power play, yeah. I, I would feel totally com- comfortable. Yeah, for sure. But for this sure. experience too. Oh, well, exactly. Yeah. Um, IMAC texts in at one eight three three four zero one fourteen forty. Check their record before autograph sessions. Always brutal. And then the Duke <sighs> had to get in. So the Duke was asking me about, you know, when are the people starting to line up? They're already lining up for the autograph sessions. What, that, what time does it start? Tonight, six o'clock, I think. They're already lining up? Yeah, well, you can line up for Connor and Leon at certain tables. Oh, yeah. They're trying to get out. Like, they would probably be lined up out the door right now. We're not at 9 o'clock. I don't even know. Well, you can get in here and stuff. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it, doesn't, that, uh, it, it doesn't surprise me. No. Well, well let, let's be honest. Like, we... Let's enjoy we have Leon and Connor yeah. in the city. Exactly. <laughs> like, you don't know how long that's going to be for, but <laughs> I, yeah, we are very spoiled. Um, and I don't want to make the team just about those two. Like, we have other really good players. Uh, HVAC Nick is, wasn't happy about... Uh, or so they're playing Bedard like that on the power play because Chicago doesn't have many offensive threats. Not like Taylor Hall has been known for a shot, and Perry is a fourth liner. Bedard is the only real threat. Well, that's the same thing of what how you cover anyone on that power play. You yeah. want to you want to suffocate that guy up front. Yeah, for sure. Here's... Uh, can you compare... This is to you, Laddie. Can you compare his shot to Alexander Ovechkin's shot, Connor Bedard? It's different. A bit different, yeah. Uh how about- I, I I think I think Bedard, he does have a decent uh, like good one timer, but yeah. I think he does more the shooting with, with like mid stride with, with with the wrister. Yeah. Like he uses you as a as a screen kind of mid stride walks into it. Yeah. Ovechkin th- that can do it too as well, but mm-hmm. Ovechkin is more known for the one timer in his office. 
But yeah, it's a bit different. But but his his release, I like, yeah. it's been a while we've seen anything like mm-hmm. it. Like it's and he picks corners too. It's it's not just like it's hard, quick, deceiving, but it's like also very accurate. Um so And he hasn't he hasn't scored that goal yet. <laughs> no, yeah. We talk about it. It was but, a quick wraparound. Yeah. Um so when you played as a left-handed shot defenseman, and I think we saw it once in the first game. So Connor Bedard's coming down to your left and you're defending him. Okay. I'm you, on the left side. You're on the left side, he's coming down the right wing. Yeah. And then he what he does and he likes to do is pull the puck back just six, eight inches. He, to get yeah, that because to, most of most of the defensemen and for me that's hard, right? Like I'm going across my body with yeah. a stick. But he he has that like a a round toe drag, like a half toe drag, and then quick snap. Yeah. And that's that's the worst thing. Like there's not much you can do. Just move your stick, but for goalie even more so. Like he releases it between your stick mm-hmm. and your feet. That's for goalie, it's hard. Yeah, and but for you, so most guys, when they pull it back, and it, it's not really a complete toe drag, it's no. more just pulling it back for placement and release. Yeah. Most guys can't release it that quick. No, but he can. He can. And that's, that's the thing. And for defensemen, you don't want to start leaning and kind of meet him because then he's going to fully toe drag you and go through you, right? Yeah. You still have to set up your body you know, the right way so he doesn't mm-hmm. walk you. Do you feel then, in the, like if, when you're defending that play, do you feel that you are at that point possibly screening your goalie? Yeah, oh yeah. 100% or? Well, it starts with a good gap, right? Yeah. Like if you can establish a good gap and, and engage him early, that's ideal. But when when he is going full speed and you're already like below the top of the circle, then you're in trouble. You, you're in trouble yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know something you know something bad might happen so and I, he and he did have a couple shots in the first game in like the Pittsburgh that game. And, yeah and it just missed or Tristan Jari made the one or, walker but, save yeah. they're just real low yeah but yeah. like he made that save just oh yeah you know like i i, I don't it was more reactional <laughs> actually this is kind of funny uh jordan says the oilers should go Nine six five next game, so that means I guess five goalies. You'd have to bring uh, three goalies. Sometimes well, that's a funny text. That's it's, a, it's funny a funny text, but like yeah. I, I wouldn't blame the goalies. Uh, it, it was yeah. Um, RL sends one in. Uh, Kevin, first half. First of all, I really enjoy your show. Awesome. As for the Oilers, I really realize it's only one game, but how can you not be concerned? Goaltending, just like last year, Nurse was brutal. Like all the last year, Coach panics and puts Connor and Leon back together, which is the worst thing he can do. Not very optimistic. Again, one game. But did you notice that too? That so they changed lines in the second period. Yeah. What is that? Too early? I I don't like. He's the texture here. RL saying it's a panic mo- move. I, You're just looking for a spark, I, I, right? I think they were just looking for a spark. Yeah. They were thinking, you know, maybe we can get one, two goals, Anything, and yeah. they were back in the game. Yeah. But didn't happen. I don't think it's a panic mode. Yeah. You know, and again, <laughs> back to Nurse. Like, they, they honestly, they blame him for everything yeah, I know, here. I, like, poor guy. Nurse they gets give him a, too much. Yeah, okay. yeah, he gets too much. Yeah, he gets he gets too much. I don't think he's brutal at all. Yeah. You know, uh, hey, the Duke, uh, while we've been yakking here, you've been talking to all the, the listeners that are coming to park for the, for the autograph session. Yeah, Nicole texted and asked if I could uh, go check on the lineup for for her, and uh, I said that'd be a better job for you during Aww. one of these breaks. Uh, Laddie's out of here at there. ten. Laddie could go check it out. Oh, should I stay in the line and hold somebody's spot? Or what? <laughs> but Nicole said uh, that she's parking, so she'll give us an update on the status suit. As in, like 
She is already here for I this. told you they would be here. That is insane. We, okay, when I was working. Is this delegating? (laughs) (laughs) Philly's game? (laughs) 25 years in TV, every year we would do a story. The fact that people are lined up at whatever time, nine in the morning. It's like a midnight madness. It is. It is, Bill eh? Comrie, midnight madness. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, When we come back at the uh, top of the hour, Sayad Youssef uh, from The Athletic and the Dallas Stars will guest with us. Uh, Before that, time now for a Sports 1440 update brought to you by Cattail Crossing. Enjoy half-price golf Monday to Thursday. Elevate your game without emptying your wallet. Book your tee time today. Cattailcrossing.ca. Here is the Duke.